0: Welcome to the Pinelander Podcast, the official podcast of Pineland, broadcasting to you from an undisclosed location deep inside Pineland, where we discuss faith, family, finances, firearms, freedom, food, and everything else in between with those who believe in living free and living out the values that made this country free. Welcome to the Pine Lantern Podcast. Uh, my name is Paul Favor. I'm here with my ranger buddy, Mike Blackburn. Today is Friday, the 17th of February, 2023. And, you know, 2023 is just smoking right along. They're Where's all, the time
1: go? Yeah, they're all just running too fast now. All right.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, we, I'm excited again to go back to the topic we were at um, a little while ago on uh, a new book we have, The Five Warrior Virtues. And uh, is, subtitled, "A Practical Philosophy for the American Fighting Man." Yeah, this is and, laying this is laying our groundwork, right, for uh, the American Nagogi Project. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully, and uh, you know, I think um, I mean, yeah, hopefully, I am thinking, absolutely. Uh, the I think this book is also timely. Oh my we've God, been goodness. we've been wanting to write this book for quite some time. I know I have. Yeah. Just looking at uh, you know the degradation of. Uh, you know, American morality. I don't know how long I've been saying uh, our national compass is broken, you know, our moral compass just is broke.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're, this is coming as a shock to our audience.
0: Yeah, uh, no doubt. Uh, yeah, so not wanting to bad mouth America, but I love America and I believe the guys are listening, the guys and gals, you, you love it too. And uh, so, in keeping with that, uh, you know, we introduced the uh, the five warrior virtues. Uh, we also talked about, you know, where we got these virtues, how we got, we have five. Yeah. We, talked uh, a, we talked
1: a little bit about Vigetius. You brought him up.
0: Yep. Uh, the Roman author, Vigetius, and how it, it, the yeah, parallel.
1: We th- yeah, we think that's going on right now. We think the things that he was worried about back
0: then are things that we're worried no about right now. Absolutely. and You know, that was, uh, he opined that... Uh, uh, this was fourth century A.D., watching Rome just kind of, you, know, uh, you know, swirl the toilet bowl and say, hey, uh, the warrior class is what was holding the culture together. And because the warrior class was uh, dying, uh, it had uh, disastrous ramifications. And uh, we, we look at our own time and age and we say, wow, you know, look at uh, what's going on. So we introduced that. We introduced uh, the five warrior virtues of honor, integrity, loyalty, temperance, and courage. And then we talked about honor. And uh, I think the time before, we talked about integrity. And then today, we want to talk about loyalty. Yes. You know, what that is, what it means, how important it is. Um, and so, you know, in the book, we, we, we start off with definitions. I mean, definitions, I think, are really important. Uh, that was... Uh, whether or not Socrates existed or not, or maybe just in the mind of Plato can be debated, but he said that wisdom uh, begins with a definition of terms. And you know, this gives us a commonality in what we're talking about. But uh, loyalty, if we look at a definition, uh, really we went back to uh, ancient Greek, uh, Koine Greek, and uh, the word is Elias, and uh, uh, on that word level, it just means fidelity. It means faithfulness. Uh, and you know, the first thing that came to my mind when I was writing this and, you know, it's funny, I haven't, I don't know if I tell a lot of people this, but when I first, f- uh, felt the need, the desire to join the military, I was looking at the Marine Corps. You know, I like the Marines. Uh, my dad had served with the Marines as a Navy chaplain. So I grew up in, Camp Lejeune. So, I, you know, I've always had a heart for the Marines. I love the Marines. Um, and their, uh, you know, they just, their policy was you can't join at 17. You had to be 18. But the Army, you know, it would take you at 17. And so that's, that was the life for me. Uh, the other part of the story is, uh, you know, my dad took me on a dependence cruise when I was 16. And the constant rocking of the ship uh, dissuaded me from being a sailor because I would never find my sea legs. And so anyway, I wanted to just say that, you know, have a shout out to the Marines. Uh, We often call America's 911. And, uh, but uh, their motto is semper fidelis, semper fi. And it means always faithful. And that's the idea with loyalty. It's a faithfulness to the guy on the left and right of you. Faithfulness to the United States, to the Constitution, to your family, to the Brotherhood of Arms, to all those things. And, and that's why, uh, you know, it's been a, a virtue, uh, virtue is a praiseworthy excellence uh, from every nation and every culture, you know, every age, uh, lawyers have codified, uh, you know, ballads and codes and, and they think loyalty is important and they're absolutely right. Uh, what would we have? What would be a what would a marriage be without loyalty? What would a friendship be without loyalty? What would our nation be without loyalty? The loyalty is you know, foundational. Yeah. And
1: you, well, you brought up one character uh, in the book, of course, and pretty much every American is familiar with Benedict Arnold. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, what a what a a failure in mm. in loyalty. Um, yeah, and I sad. think a lot of it had to do with pride. Absolutely. Uh, so you know you have to guard him. He he had every reason to be be proud of himself and his, and his abilities. Um, he certainly was uh, uh, an able commander. Um, I mean, a lot of people, and you make the argument as well that we may not have won uh, oh. the Revolutionary War without him. No doubt. Uh, I mean, his his uh, victory. Uh, Saratoga was timely. I mean, we, we had to have that. Um, but, uh, I think, I think he thought he was due, uh, mm-hmm. something, um, and entitled to, uh, something that just wasn't there. Absolutely. And, and I think that's what, uh, what happened there. What, what would you say there, Paul?
0: Yeah, it's a sad, uh, you know, you look at Benedict Arnold and it's, and it's, uh, in, insane. I always scratch my head when some people don't know they have never heard of him. Okay. And there was a time, when, you know, when I was young, I'd be like, of course you heard of that. Yeah. And so his name is synonymous with traitor. Right. And, and uh, the tragic story of Benedict Arnold was the guy was awesome. He was a great soldier. He was a great commander. The guy was, in, he was a genius. And, uh, you know, he was improv. You know, he could just develop tactics.
1: Well, he's and, supposed to be one of these characters too that you just sort of naturally
0: yeah. follow.
1: I mean, he was like a natural born leader. I mean, people just had, he was. you know, I, you know. I, of course, you know, I wasn't alive then, but you know, from all um, accounts, I mean, this guy was just one of those guys that it's like you'd follow to hell and back because you figured you were get, you were in good hands, <clears throat> no you know?
0: doubt. Yeah, and that's the sad thing is, uh, yeah, his pride uh, was his destruction. You know, pride comes before destruction, and it was. Uh, you know, he felt like uh, his Sacrifices were not appreciated, and he felt slighted. And, uh, you know, he felt like he should have been promoted ahead of other, his peers. And uh, that just kind of let him to do some, you know, despicable actions. You know, he uh, consorted with the enemy. Uh, he met with uh, Major Andre, who was a spy master uh, during uh, the Revolutionary War, the British spy master. And, uh, you know, he tried to give over West Point uh, to the British, which was, a uh, you know, a form before it was, uh, the army's premier Academy, it, it was a fort on the West bank of the Hudson. And, uh, and so that was, you know, that, that sealed his doom and, and he had been, he had opportunity. The sad thing about it too, is he was wounded at Saratoga in the leg. And, and, uh, you know, this, this game a limp, and this was a big deal for him. It was de- kind of debilitating in a lot of ways. But as is often brought out by a lot of historians, if he would have just died there, he would have been a national hero. He would have been enshrined. Now, I'm not saying that would have been, you know, in some ways that would have been better for 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 all of us. I think at well, least he, his name.
1: Well, he would have been. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that he would have um, been at a George Washington level, but I'm gonna tell you right now, he would have been a close second. Absolutely. Um, because he was just uh, that effective of a leader, um, what would have happened? I mean, I always wonder. I mean, since we're on this guy, uh, what would have happened had we not intercepted those messages between? Uh, oh wow, him and Andre.
0: Well, I mean, I'm not like uh, you know. I mean, super savvy. If they, if they, savvy would, if they would have that, been but, able, yeah.
1: to take West Point,
0: I think that would have been a game. It could have been a game changer uh, because uh, in you know, like I said, I'm not. You know, super read onto this, but I know the British had uh, taken uh, New York and uh, they, it was basically bottled up. It was a huge, it's a huge natural harbor. Uh, and after George Washington was, and his army was beaten out of that, they, you know, took up residence on the West Bank of the Hudson. And they, they, for a long time, uh, you know, they, they kept the British army at check at bay and uh, just being there, and having that fort there, that series of forts, kept the uh, the British army from crossing the Hudson in force, and that could have been a bit, that could have, you know a big deal. Uh, arguably, uh, you know, the war could have taken a different turn if that would have happened. Yeah, it,
1: it makes you wonder if uh, God had His hand in the same.
0: I believe so. <laughs> I mean, you know, and then you know the. How things went in Philadelphia, it didn't go very well for him. He was pretty much the military governor, if you will, and uh, you know things were, you know, there's a lot of intrigue at that uh, uh, at that time. And there's a there was a Netflix series called Turn, yeah, which is really good. Excellent. And, yeah, and they they have an episode, a series of episodes on this. So I would invite our listeners to watch that. It gives a lot of background on that, and but yeah, the sad thing is. Uh, his loyalty, his loyalty, had a price, you know, and, and you shouldn't put a price tag on loyalty. And, and really, it was uh, he became a mercenary. So after he, uh, he he actually actually defected to the British side, and then sadly he led a lot of raids in Virginia and I believe in Connecticut. Uh, you know, disastrous raids took a lot of uh, patriot lives. And uh, just, and then he spent the rest of his days, I believe in London, just kind of, uh, you know, a nobody. And so he went from hero to zero. And so it's just sad. Yeah, it's amazing. Like his, he made uh,
1: a calculated decision. Okay, he thought about this. I mean, this is not, this is a wake up, I'm sure just an emotional decision too. He did and um, emotional, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Okay, an emotional decision, not mm-hmm. not something that was well yeah. uh, thought out very well. Okay, yeah, his was, pride was wounded. Yes, yeah. and the thing, so he made a decision, and the thing that he
0: uh, seeked, mm-hmm. he lost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what he desired so much, you know, his risk reach and, exceed, and, and, his and the grasp. decisions he yeah.
1: made in pursuit of that, eluded him because of it.
0: Yeah, and as you just said, he made those decisions based on that, you know, based on his slighted pride, I mean, I mean, so many times, that's the beauty of really what I wanted to draw out of this chapter is, you know, your loyalty is even when it's not appreciated, you serve faithfully, even when it's not appreciated. How many times have you served, Mike, when you didn't feel your service was appreciated, when you didn't feel you didn't, you didn't get enough accolades and attaboys, I mean, yeah, plenty of times. Yeah, you, just, you it, just get used to it. You just do it, and and yeah, the, the idea that um, undermines this virtue is, you know, duty is the privilege of service. And I hope that makes sense. But just serve serving itself is a privilege. It's an honor of being able to wear the uniform, to take the oath, to stand in the gap, to stand on the wall, to do all those things when nobody else is watching. Because you know. A uh, rough man stand on the wall, you know, uh, how's the quote go? I'm messing it up. Stand ready to do violence on our behalf. You know, that, that type of thing.
1: I love this uh, quote that uh, from a letter from George Washington to Benedict Arnold, mm. uh, dated September 14th, 1775. And Washington tells Benedict, uh, every post is honorable in which a man can serve his country. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, he didn't, that wasn't enough for him.
0: That <laughs> no, wasn't enough. Yeah. I mean, how well we could uh, take that to heart and avoid, you know, tragedies like that. I mean, and not much less avoiding making emotional decisions. I mean, so many uh, tragedies I've had, personal little, you know, mishaps have happened because I made an emotional decision and made one of those instead of sleeping on it, you oh, know, yeah. and, and getting some, uh, you know, phone and a friend and go, hey, I'm, I'm super pissed about this. And they go, hey, man, let's, let's talk you down oh, I think from that's, this action.
1: I think that is the, some of the best advice uh, anyone can have is just like taking that day if you yeah. can, you know. Yeah. Taking that 24 hours to think about something. Yeah. We, we, you'd, you'd avoid a lot of emotional decisions, which usually just don't come out very well.
0: Yeah, know? absolutely. You know, another aspect that's uh, interesting that I wanted to squeeze out of history was, uh, you know, the samurai. Uh, And the samurai, you know, their, uh, you know, uh, their fealty was really loyalty, their pledge of fealty, their pledge uh, to their feudal lord uh, to, you know, protect, you know, their boss. You know, so just, just slide that template over to, you know, in a, you know, a smaller form, you know, your platoon sergeant, your platoon leader, your, even your boss. Maybe you're listening to this and you're not a warrior yourself. Well, I mean, you don't have to have kinetics involved to be a, you know, a loyal troop in that sense. And that's what I loved about uh, Bushido, is that was an essential virtue of the Bushido Code, is loyalty. You know? And so the, uh, the samurai, which I believe also means servant, is they, they lived in that way. They, they, they saw themselves as a servant of society, the servant to that, uh, that lord, and that's, there's a beauty in that, uh, living, living your life that way, you know, thinking that way. And that gives uh, value to your service. So, and so the, my, my whole point is, and what I wanted to bring out of this chapter is it's not about you. It's not about you. And that could have, that thought could have prevented Benedict Arnold from, you know, his disastrous decision.
1: Yeah, I think, uh. People that serve um, really cherish loyalty because I think it's like the strongest bond that you that you have. Yeah. When you're, you know, when you're out there in the suck, um, you know, you have to depend on those folks to your left and your right. And I think most things done in those instances really don't have anything to do with with country or anything else I not that they don't exist and that those um, you know feelings of that type of loyalty to country and unit and things like that don't you know they do exist but I've always thought the strongest Uh, is is that is that that warrior right there on your left and your right Um, and and I think I've you know I've certainly witnessed uh, people doing remarkable things and it certainly wasn't for the flag. I mean, they were doing it because of the love of their of their fellow warrior.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so, I mean, I, at this point, I just got to, you know, remind our listeners of that. Uh, those words in the Declaration of Independence, you know, we pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. In light of that, loyalty is a sacred bond. You know, it's a sacred bond that, you know, you and I are in the foxhole together. And in that sense, your life is more important than mine, you know. Just like the Spartan, you know, his shield was actually for the guy to his left. It wasn't for himself, and so it's it's the beauty uh, of loyalty is it's it's for others. You're living for something bigger than yourself. Your service is for you know your your, uh, your of course it's your family, but you know, immediately it's to the person to your left and your right. That yeah. guy right there, his life, and uh, so. That's why we applaud and we extol that virtue. It's, it's, uh, it's powerful. Uh, and so some of the most uh, powerful expressions, uh, and when you read the Medal of Honor citations, it's just inundated with the spirit of, of the sacred bond. And that's why, you know, men ran into, you know, withering fire, you know, to do these, uh, you know, uncommon valorous deeds.
1: Well, you bring uh, up another, uh, favorite of mine. Yeah. Uh, which is Roy Benavides. I had a, a distinct honor to, uh, you know, meet him personally on a, on a couple of different occasions. Uh, he spoke at, uh, at a graduation ceremony of mine as well, but he's, uh, he's, he's since passed away, but, um, boy, what a, what a character, uh, yeah. what a force of, uh, a virtue. Oh yeah. Know, really. Uh, and, and, uh, and a I mean, great story too. I mean, well, I mean from where he started, I, I, you know, you know and I wasn't familiar with his, um, his citation. I hadn't read the mm. citation. I hadn't read the whole story. I mean, basically, it was like, yeah, we we've got a Medal of Honor winner coming to speak today, and so I'm like, okay, you know, obviously he's a an awesome individual. I'm not sure exactly what he did, but when you read uh, the citation, uh, I mean, I'm glad you used him as an example for loyalty because I mean, it, the guy is just yeah. You know, is, first thing that came to my is mind this, is, <laughs> yeah, is this dude like superhuman or what?
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what really gave uh, him the impetus to do that. So, you know, the guys who don't know, you haven't read the citation. You know, Roy was uh, you know in the FOB, uh, listened to the uh, troops in contact, and he knew that the team was going in. They went in, they hit troops in contact, and it's going sideways. And so he he could have just sat there, right? Uh, and you know, you have this idea and you know that what he did was completely unauthorized (laughs) when he grabs his rifle and his kit and he's out the door, but he's like, I don't care. I'm, I'm going. And he, he, he knew he could do it. You know, he had the opportunity to do it. He did it. And so, you know, awesome. And then, you know, you know, not only that, but he gets on the X and then, uh, you know, just how he gets bludgeoned and shot and blown up. And it just yeah, stays in the yeah, fight. You, you think the citation's over, and it's like, no,
1: there's more. Yeah, just getting
0: started. Uh, but, yeah, you're pulling people out of, uh, you know, wrecked helicopters. Uh, and then after, after he's already been – you know, I've been shot once. And I thought, hey, if I got shot, I would be like, well, shake it off and keep going. No, I was done. <laughs> I was done for a while. Well, this guy, you know, he's just like, well – I got some more life in me, and uh, you know, to the point where he's crawling around and make things happen. Yeah. So Amazing. yeah. But and the, what I love about the story of uh, Roy Benavides is why he did it. Why he did it. He was not even in harm's way. He went into harm's way like a one man QRF to make, to extract his buddies. And so it was the love of his brothers right. that sent him in. Now, greater love have no man than this. The man lays down his life for his friend, John fifteen thirteen. And he was ready uh, to do that. Yeah, he was, he was all about it. And, and so that's why this guy has always been a hero of mine. And then, of course, you know, the story goes on after that. He, you know, they said he was never going to walk again. And you know the guy's like, well, that's not going to slow me down. And then you know, he teaches himself basically to walk again. And so yeah, he he definitely was a guy that lived for something bigger than himself. Uh, and you know we we need guys. we need more guys like that yeah. just to have that
1: you need to clone those guys.
0: yeah and then you know on a minute scale, we're doing that we're we're operating in that spirit that animated him when we think, hey, our brother's life is more important than our own. And uh, I'm not saying you know be uh, you know callous with your own life. I'm just saying, you know, it's a special feeling you have when you're going out on a mission and you're with your brothers and you, you feel like, you know, this is awesome. This is a family. This is a
1: brotherhood. Yeah, I think he was just moving to where he belonged. Yeah. I think he was like, you know, like, you know, we hear this expression, you know, just as comfortable in combat as I am in my own bed. Yeah. Um, and I think that's exactly where he was at. I think as long as he was with his family, which was his uh, fellow comrades, his fellow warriors, I mean, that's exactly where he belonged. He was doing exactly what God, yeah. you know, created him to be doing.
0: Absolutely. And his, you know, the essence of his life was really, you know, just kind of encapsulated within those moments. You know, he did some other great things, but, I mean, right there, I mean, uh, yeah, it just it just speaks volumes. Uh, but... You know, and then, yeah, I didn't want to do a disservice. This was also tough in the book because there were so many other examples, so many sure. other Medal of Honor recipients you could use. I was like, well, look, I don't want the book to go on forever, but, you know, you want to make the point and move on. I was like, this is the guy.
1: Well, what, make, what makes somebody loyal?
0: Uh, I think, um, yeah, that's a really good question because it, I mean, I want to be a yeah. loyal
1: person. Yeah. You know, what, 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 what's going to make me loyal?
0: I think what's going to make you loyal first off as speaking as an American soldier is, you know, that, um, it's, you know, just the, the principle of duty is the privilege of service. You know, that knowing that, uh, especially when you don't feel your service is appreciated, you fall back to that you're loyal knowing, Hey, it it is an honor and a privilege to put on the uniform to represent your country. To not only that but then you know to get up to go out into the fight so I think that can one way that you can uh and, and that's that's the that's the, the million dollar question is how do you be more loyal how do you know how do you be loyal is uh you have you're faithful to the constitution you're faithful to is it a uh, is
1: it is it a expression of love
0: yeah I believe it is it is expression of love I would say brotherly love
1: I mean if you're a bit narcissistic. Yeah. Like maybe Benedict.
0: Yeah, you're in a deficit. You're gonna have some problems. Yeah, you're gonna have some problems.
1: I mean I'm I'm just I'm just picturing people like Roy Benavides. I mean these guys are just people that are just into service. You know, yeah. these people just generally love other people. Yeah. They give their time of other people. Yeah. You know, it's always about the other person. Mhm. Um and that's just what I picture. I don't think if you if you if you lack that quality, I just don't see you being you know, you're probably not a very loyal person. I mean, you can you can pretend, but I don't think it's genuine. I don't think it's real. I think when uh, you know the call comes in, I mean, you're just not going to be that
0: guy that grabs the weapon and the kit and go and jumps on the Huey. That's true, uh, and I think now I think you can develop loyalty, but I think you need to have something to start with. You know, and the, the thing to start with is. Yeah, you're not uh, narcissistic. That obviously is going to be a problem, very problematic. And you know, we've worked with guys like that, and 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 uh, you know, it's not a surprise. Now they may I, be they may be good in combat too. No, but I, I think but we see just, there's different things happening.
1: I, I and the reason why I throw that out there, uh, Paul, because I, I think we see more of that to, in today's society.
0: Uh, no doubt, you know, of the selfie
1: and you know the you know the me me me. Yeah,
0: I've been lamenting about this for quite some time, probably like a broken record, but I, I usually say these two things and no one's told me to shut up yet, so I think it, it resonates is I've kind of uh, singled out two things that really bother me about uh, you know, the however you want to say it, the last 20 years, the current generation or whatever. And that is two of them is the too individualistic, the too sensitive. That's just my take. So too individualistic bugs me because like, look, it's not about you. Right. Your life is live. You're supposed to live for something bigger than yourself. That doesn't mean don't take care of yourself, but you are. That's the idea of the beauty. the, The most honored soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, whatever that we have. They thought of themselves as servants. They saw themselves as servants and that's. The, the best example we have in the book is George Washington, the father of our country. He looked back on his entire, you know, military career, political career, whatever, he was president for eight years, and he said, hey, look, I just saw myself as a servant. You know, nothing special. And I, so when I look at, hey, they're too individualistic, I think, I don't think they're picking up on that. And there's default lies with many different, and many different it's a There's a big uh menage of problems that go into that. I mean, we'd have to figure that out. But one of them really is you know, the upbringing, uh, cultural uh, tendencies that are pointing to individualism. You know. Yeah, what we value in culture. Right? Yeah, what you value. And we, we say this, what you value will affect how you uh, behave. So you're, you're going to live out what you believe. So if you value... America, you value the other person's life, it's going to reflect in your actions. And and if you just remember this, uh, I was just talking about this the other day, just in your mind's eye, uh, um, an iceberg. You see the very tip of the iceberg. Well, obviously below that is this giant ice cube floating around. And at the very bottom of that ice cube, uh, the iceberg is really your worldview, your beliefs, and all those things. the very top, though, you just see the actions. So, you know, loyalty is is the same way. If you follow the analogy, you know, the very top, you're going to see these actions of these loyal actions. The very bottom is, hey, this person sees everybody else is more important. You know, I'm living for something bigger than myself. And of of course, this has a biblical warrant to it. Huge biblical warrant. And it should. So, I mean, what if I'm, if what I'm saying resonates with uh, Christians, it's supposed to because, (laughs) Uh, you know, and I'm not saying that if you're not a Christian, you're not going to, you can't be a loyal soldier, but, uh, you know, we can't help, but have, uh, you know, our words and our concepts being directly affected. Of course, our whole way of life in the West, you know, the foundation is the Bible. And I make the argument in this book, the foundation of our entire Western culture is the Bible, the constitution and the declaration of independence. That's really the foundational level of everything that we are. Uh, so yeah, how can you be a guy that's loyal? How can you cultivate a loyal spirit in yourself? Uh, it starts with duty. duty, duty being the privilege of service. Just duty to the country and then, of course, duty to your family, duty to your, your wife, your husband, you know, your spouse. You know, that's, and, uh, and that falls back to that definition Faithfulness. I mean, just think about that. I mean, that's where the word really comes from. You know, loyalty really is faithfulness. And Most people don't make that connection.
1: Yeah, I think people, um, it's, it's you kind of bring a couple things to mind here. I'm thinking about um, Western culture, a Judeo-Christian um, foundation of that Western culture. Um, and it you know, we are—we've been uh, accused of uh, being rather martial. Um, I mean, let's face it. There's we got a pretty impressive military, um, a, a pretty impressive armed forces. Um, I can't remember where, you know, where you talked about this, and but uh, in our history. I don't know, our almost 250 years of being a country. I mean, we've just kind of gone from, you know, from event to event to event. And uh, which is pretty impressive. And and for the most part, we've been, well, we are successful at anything we put our minds to. Let's just be honest. Okay. When when our heart's in it. Okay. And we're in it to win it. um, That's, that's, that's what that's going to happen. You know, George Patton talked about that. You know, Americans love winners, right? Um, you know, when we're just out there trying to make a buck on the capitalist end of it, I mean, it doesn't go so well. And we've seen a couple examples of that. Um, but the, the loyalty of that and the reason why I think we, we create such fine warriors, I think, is has a lot to do with that Judeo-Christian foundation and, and uh, our ideas of loyalty and, and the other virtues. And I think it's very much a part of why we're successful, why we are um, the most impressive empire to ever graced the face of the earth. Right? with, the, with the most uh, uh, lethal uh, fighting machine ever ever devised, even to this day? Even with any all our problems, mm-hmm. I think you and I are just you know kind of looking around and going, well, you know, you need a certain percentage of warriors, you know, in order to maintain this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think we're starting to get into the, the yellow zone. And we're just trying to ramp it up a little bit, try to help out, and make sure that we got people that can still carry on the baton.
0: Yeah, you know, and uh, something that um, one of the most amazing things, or probably the best compliment I ever got uh, from one of my leaders, was in uh, the first year uh, when you know when the gy kicked off. So t- September 11th, I was over in Germany. I was over in uh, 110. And, you know, we were kind of bummed out because for that whole year, we didn't we didn't go to Afghanistan. We didn't do any of that stuff. We just sat around and we, you know, we were uh, guarding the concern we were at. You know, for those that, that you know, can uh, associate with that, you're, you're kind of like really bummed out. Like, hmm, here we are. And, you know, we did certain missions and we're like, man, this isn't really that sexy. Right. And I really would like to be. You know, tip of the spear, making some stuff happen, killing bad guys. But, uh, yeah, so after, like, the 10th time we had to go out and do this kind of, I would say, lame mission, uh, my uh, team leader, well, our captain at the time, it was like three of us there, and we were done. We are taking our kit off and going back, and he said something i never forget. He said, thank you for your loyal and patriotic service to our country. And that just resonated with me because I thought – you know, I really needed to hear that. You're just being and, content. Yeah, it's like, hey, look, you know, we didn't put, you know, rounds downrange. We didn't drop ordinance. You know, we didn't do this, that, and the other. It wasn't that sexy, but it was loyal. It was patriotic, and it was service. And, you know, even when it's not appreciated, it just reminded me, it really reinforced what loyalty is all about. It's like, hey, there's no fanfare. You know, there's not an award that goes along with it, but we did it. We did it and it needed to be done and it kept people safe. And so just remind you about all the other times, you know, like uh, think about, you know, all the uh, bad guys, all the terrorists that could have been, that could have done something, but they didn't. All the 9 11s that could have happened, but they didn't. And we don't even know about them. Right. But there were people that are never going to be named and they did something and they stopped it and they know that that was loyal and patriotic service to the country. Yeah, there's and, and, there's and that's uh, awesome.
1: Yeah, for every, you know, you know always always joked, you know, it's you know, they always talk about the tip of the spear, tip of the spear, right? Everybody's the tip of the spear, you know. Yeah. Tip you of know, something. I you know, someone's got to be the shaft. <laughs> and uh you know, someone's got to be the back of the spear, yeah, right? You know, you it. know, there's all t- you know, the spear's got a lot of parts to it. That's true. And uh you know, you can throw that that tip all you want, but it's, you know, you got to have the rest of it for it to be effective. And, uh, no doubt. So, yeah, no, you know, all of it matters. And, uh, and that's important that you realize that, you know, not, you know, the tip of the spear is fine. Yeah. You know, that's great. It's sexy. It sounds cool when you know, someone tells you you're the tip of the spear, but you know, you might not really be the tip of the spear. You know, you might, you might be another very important part of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, and, and, and so it was your turn to be the
0: shaft, Paul. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's you okay. know, and,
1: uh, But someone had to do that. Yeah. You know, and I think it's good that someone comes and says thank you for that.
0: Yeah. And you know, that's I, important, right? Absolutely. I had, uh, now I, I, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, my first team sergeant, David Samano. Master Sergeant David Samano, hey, if you're listening to this, hey, thank you for all the times you hemmed me up because I needed it. And those counselings that uh, there was initial ones. You know, I'm a brand new E5 coming to first group. Had my head up my fourth point, and you you got me right. Something that was awesome about him, a lot of awesome stories, but I'll just give you one. He retired in 1997. He did 20 years, 1977-1997, and he was in first group basically the whole time. And you know, he said, "Hey, you know what? I've basically missed everything. You know and <laughs> And I've missed J- – he said, I've only done J-sets. Right. And, you know, we did some great J-sets. But he said, I've missed basically every piece of combat that you could possibly miss. Right. And he did. Yep. And he said, I have no regrets. And and uh, he's like, hey, I got to serve. What an honor to serve. I never forget that. Yeah, I thought, he's right. Yeah. Like, hey, look, you be regardless of what you get to do, some guys come in and they get all of this other stuff. But, hey, it's like, look – just imagine, uh, you know, a base that's getting attacked. Only yeah. one side of the base gets attacked. But those soldiers on the other side where they're not getting attacked, they're still vigilant. They're still pulling security. Yeah. And they it have a,
1: kept that side from getting attacked.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so I never forget that. So, yes, yeah, th- you know, David Samano. hey, thank you for your loyal and patriotic service to our country. That's right. You know, and then, you know, some other things is uh, I wanted to bring out on this too is Loyalty is about uh, other things too, not just kinetics and just being there, but it's it's uh, keeping things intact, like keeping promises, keeping secrets. So just like another nuance of this, you're loyal by not taking, you know, compromised things home, by not taking, you know, uh, confidential things home and putting them in your garage maybe. I don't know, maybe that was a, uh, uh, below the belt. Well, no, but I think I think you bring just, up a
1: point. There's more. Um, I think as warriors too. This is. I mean, I'm just going to have to go ahead and say it, but yeah. you know, we're always evaluating each other. Yeah, and and we should, and we should.
0: Um, that's part of the art. Just if I can snip, snip yeah, in there is. for a second. Part of the argumentation I have in this book is look. Nobody else outside of the warrior class is going to make the warrior class not sucky. It's going to be the warrior class. That's, oh, that's what true. holds. That's who holds the standards. Right. The, the warrior codes and the virtues were developed by warriors, not by the society that the warriors protect. There wasn't a
1: bureaucracy. They had a committee and they
0: voted. No. Uh, warriors said, hey, these virtues are important and they police each other up. So when somebody is subpar, they go, hey, man, we need to talk hopefully you can remember what I just said. No, you on. no, and you're I
1: absolutely no and, and that's true and um so we're where where i was where I was going is, is is on loyalty it's not just you know okay, is paul loyal to me uh you know on the range you know out there uh, deployed uh in times of combat no, I mean we're looking at the whole man, yeah right um you know what type of relationships is my guy with my left and right involved in um how do they treat their wives how do they treat their their children how do they treat um uh elderly people people in uh that are a uh, little needy uh you know you're looking you're just you're always sizing these people up so it's it's, it's not that you know you're just a cool warrior and you got the kit and you went to the school uh, you know, we're constantly looking at, you know, the, the overall loyalty, uh, how you apply that in life generally, because that's just going to tell you everything you need to know about a person, well, how they're going to do in the, in the foxhole.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I, and that's uh, one thing about loyalty that I've found is it's all encompassing. So it covers like uh, for example, courage can be demonstrated in a minute or two and then things kind of die down and, you know, Uh, You know, honor could also be all-encompassing, but loyalty really is one of those qualities uh, that you exhibit all the time, even when there's no kinetics. So just with the example with David Simano, you know, and other times where you're doing something that's not super sexy, but loyalty is needed. And in fact, often loyalty, as we use Benedict Arnold, uh, is important when there's not something kinetic going on. It's like, okay, now there's a big lull. Now you have time to think. Now time to brood over something that you're really upset about and you were slighted about and you don't feel appreciated about. And that's where that loyalty is the most important. And to say, okay, yeah, that's not really, uh, I'm not going I'm I'm to make this about me. I'm not going to be emotional. And uh, I'm just going to stay the course. I'm going to be consistent in my service and my commitment to what I'm doing. So, I think uh, when it comes to this virtue it's kind of like uh, you can detect it in a man kind of when there's nothing else going on in a sense if that yeah, makes any sense I, no, I, think yeah. can.
1: I think it's I think it's uh something that even at peacetime nothing at all going on yeah yeah you, know, you can you can judge this one
0: absolutely and then uh, you know there's something that uh, Here, here's one for you yeah. so
1: you know you can you can uh, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do tonight. I'm just gonna go ahead and just let him know. So, you know, probably like at two o'clock in the morning, I'm just gonna call Paul and tell him I have a flat tire and I'm in the middle of nowhere. So now, if he comes and, and helps you out, you know he's loyal. If he has an excuse why he can't come help you out, then there you go, right? My point oh, yeah. is, you can you can always you can always judge it no matter what because there's always gonna be things that come up and things that are happening around you that you can really kind of tell where someone's loyalty is at.
0: Absolutely. I wanted to say this too, is there's limits to loyalty. Uh-oh. There so are limits. That means limits. you're not
1: coming at two o'clock in the morning. Though. Yeah.
0: Now that one, I'm, I'm probably going to go ahead and execute because yeah. that's important. You know, friend in need, right? There you go. But the idea is sometimes, you know, we, you know, we need to recognize when uh, something is calling for our allegiance to uh, and our commitment to ideals, you know, of our country and the mission, or is this something else? Is, uh, is somebody calling for us to... Oh, you see this in school, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, snitches, leave the stitches.
0: Yeah. yeah, so sometimes people misuse yeah, this bit. virtue, and they're like, hey, if you're really loyal, then you would do X, Y, Z. That's right. Which is actually calling for you to have a lack of integrity, but to be loyal to the person or the group. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of guys fall into this trap. And they do something that's unethical because they they worked hard to get to this unit, and now they want to, they don't want to lose that, and so they 'll do this other uh you know unseeming thing unseemly thing to do it to 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 like okay now I am loyal
1: yeah you shouldn't have blind loyalty
0: yeah yeah blind lo- that's that's a good way to put it you know because uh and, and you, you can just compound the examples that deal with one of the first things that come up is uh Uh, Melgar, you know, Melgar was a third special forces group. He was serving downrange in Africa. And, you know, there was an issue with uh, money and, you know, it's like, hey, if you're loyal to this group, then you will look the other way, you know, and just take the money and or just allow us to keep going on and do what we're doing. And obviously, if you know the you know, the backstory, things went sideways because he said, hey, I'm not going to do that. Um, and and, uh, and so the people that were serving there with him, they saw, hey, he's probably going to rat us out, and then they uh, they killed him. So they murdered him. And uh, so it's a sad a sad tale, but you know the guy died for his belief. He died, for, you know, being loyalty, being loyal to the cause of uh, you know the ideals that made our country free, and not necessarily to this group who was, was off the rails, crazy, you know, going on another little sheet of music that they were operating on. It was not even a mission. And uh, you know I've, that's happened to me. That's caused me to lose friends, what I thought were friends, caused me to lose you know, money, ca- caused me to lose uh, positions, uh, to look at the limits. There are limits to loyalty. You know, I had to, and I had to do this one too. This, uh, uh, you have this great example in Acts, uh, I believe it's Acts chapter four, or uh, yeah, where the Sanhedrin, you know, they they call the apostles together and they say, hey, you're not gonna, you know, give the gospel anymore. You're not gonna preach or teach in the name of Jesus anymore. And they say whether it's right in the sight of God for us to listen to you or not, you decide. But we're gonna go ahead and do it. And so they just suffered the consequences for doing the right thing, and they were loyal. And so their their loyalty was you know, lied with the higher authority. And so they're like, Hey, you know, I know that I need to be loyal to my team, but when this team is doing something wrong, well, my loyalties lie to the upper echelon, you know, whatever it is.
1: Yeah. I think this is, this might be the one that's probably challenged the most. Yes. Maybe of all the virtues.
0: I, I absolutely agree. Uh, you know, personally, uh, this has challenged me because I've had on, you know, smaller levels have been tempted to do some Benedict Arnold stuff, not selling out America and not doing this or the other, but feeling like kind of slighted. And it's like, well, I'm just going to go to another team or go to another unit or something like that. And you just kind of get pissed. And that happens to a lot of us. Uh, and, and I have made the emotional decisions And I have, I failed to to phone a friend. And then I was like, man, I shouldn't have done that. But I did. And, uh, but yeah, this one is challenging. It's challenging because look, we all want to fit in. We all want the brotherhood. We all All want to be accepted as part of the pack, the wolf pack. We don't want to be this lone wolf doing our own thing. And so this is where you're going to sense the need to really fit in. And this is going to be a challenge for it's it's very challenging.
1: Yeah, I think it, I think it 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 should be hand in hand with integrity. That mm-hmm. um, it, needs to be what kind of guides the loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, so these yeah, things yeah. are all very much
0: interrelated. Yeah, that's why and, there's no
1: such thing as one warrior virtue.
0: That's true. Uh, they are interrelated. And uh, so that was my my idea is uh, it's like a fist. If if uh, you know you're making a fist and you have five warrior virtues, I mean, what is a fist without a thumb, right? And what is uh, you can't really pick up a, a battle axe without a thumb. So that thumb is the is honor, if you will. Well, I would say, you know, uh, you know, we've said integrity. Maybe that's an index finger, and that middle finger is pretty strong. Uh, and so. If you will, you know, it takes all these fingers to hold this. And so all of these have to go together. Um, and, you know, the other thing is uh, when it comes to loyalty, I have, when I look back at my career, that was probably where I was challenged the most. You know, it oh, was yeah,
1: I, yeah, I think it's the one that's going to be tested the most, yeah. regardless if you're, in the, you know, in uniform or not. Yeah. I think loyalty is just one of those things that you're uh, you're constantly um need to be on guard yeah i mean, and and thinking about
0: yeah i can't think of uh there's so many times where i went to a school i didn't really want to go to because my teams aren't wanting me to go to that school and later on i was like okay that now that makes sense i'm glad i did it or i went on a deployment i wasn't really jazzed about that deployment but i was like hey this is i'm supporting the team i'm supporting the mission i'm supporting you know the united states army you're doing what you're all supposed that to stuff, be. yeah. So whether you you know whether you like it or not, you're doing it, and that's really what loyalty is. Also, and but it's also good to have, and you know, not be that guy that's just you know, you know, booby lipped. That you know, you want to you want to be the guy that's got his heart in the game. But loyalty is going on even when you're not feeling it. You know, you're you're still you're still in it to win it. Yeah, do and your you're best. not always super confident about why you're doing it, but you're just doing it. You know, it's like that really long fire guard shift. You know, <laughs> or you're in the, the the patrol base and you're outside the fartsack and it's cold. Yeah, Feel sorry feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah, and it's a really long guard shift with your buddy. You know, and you're right. like, golly. But you're doing it because you're thinking of, hey, if I let my guard down, that's when the French and Indians attack and we're all toast. <laughs> <Stand> <laughs> to. That's right. I don't know. I think uh, I had a lot of fun with this, uh, uh, this virtue. And then the other thing is, you know, so we mentioned this, uh, you know, each one of these, we wanted to mention this. Uh, principles, two principles, a principle to, to know and a principle to do. And so we kind of mentioned this already, but the principle to know here is duty is the privilege of service. And I think that makes sense. It's just service is itself a privilege. And so and I have this note is understanding this is helpful when your loyal service is not appreciated. So just remembering that, hey, uh, someone will maybe not say it, but they will, th- they will know it later on. And you may never get vindication and but they'll say, hey, thank you for your loyal and patriotic service. It made all the difference. It could have been another 9-11. But you were on the guard, you were on guard and you were, you know, standing sentinel and nothing happened on your watch, right? And then the to-do, the principle to do is uh, serve faithfully even when it's not appreciated. And uh, I remember this from I think it was an episode of Breaking Bad. I'm not sure. <laughs> but but uh, you know, not the sure. guy is uh, you know, one guy is letting another guy have it about, hey, you're a dad, you know, you're a dad, you're a father. And, you know, and the guy was like, well, you know, they didn't really care about you know, what I was doing. And the point was, and I got this, uh, by the way, from uh, Steve Pumphrey. So, ah, Steve, yeah. Steve Pumphrey, if you're out there, love your brother. Thank you for this example. And I just want to give you a shout out. Uh, but, you know, serve faithfully, even when it's not appreciated. And so it's, you know, living for something bigger than yourself. Uh, and this is a, this is an effective check to, you know, vainglory, to pride. So this little line of thought could have helped, you know, uh, General Benedict Arnold from, you know, doing what he did. And, you know, be going down in history as you know, traitor that he was. Uh, and it's sad. So we can avoid doing that. Um, and, you know, I think these, uh, you know, when— if we're introspective about this, this could help us. So, you know, earlier you asked, you know, how can we be a little bit more loyal? How can we cultivate that? Let me just ask you this: uh, What order do you put the following in? Let me just ask you this: God, family, country. What order do those things come in? And um, let me just ask you, or, or maybe just like this: You yourself.
1: Well, it's supposed if, you know. <laughs> to be. It's supposed to be God. Yeah, and and I know that. Uh, And I, and I think I desire that. But in reality, if I, if I'm, if I'm real with myself, I, I'm, I'm, I think family, uh, I think I spend more time uh, concerned about that, uh, those relationships and how I'm doing um, in that department than I do about it. It's because it's practical. Well, it's just right there. Um, It's right there. It's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. Well,
0: let, me, let me ask you that. Yeah. Uh, your, uh, you know, being your commitment to your family and to yes. taking care of your family uh, as a patrol leader, if you will, everything it does or fails to do is an expression of your loyalty to God. Well, certainly. Yeah, I agree
1: with that. Yeah. Um, I'm supposed to be doing that. Yeah. Um, I'm supposed to be doing a lot of things too, according to scripture. Uh, yeah. But um, I think this should go hand in hand. I think you make a good yeah. point.
0: Yeah. And then I remember this was asked like, uh, you know, back about 20 years ago, you know, it used to ask somebody on a board, you know, now they're like, okay, put these in order, you know, God, family, country. And I remember some people would get, you know, up in arms if the order, you know, wasn't the right one they wanted. But anyway, the idea is just think this through, think that through. And then, you know, if we put yourself, your family, country, I hope you wouldn't put yourself first. That's yeah, the well, idea. You certainly wouldn't be loyal. Yeah.
1: I, think you'd, I think you would struggle with loyalty. Well, I mean, look you know, I was just looking at one of the definitions, too. I mean, it talks about affection, you know. So I think there's certainly an aspect of uh, of uh, that kindred uh, affection, um, all those things that you're looking for is, is, is very much a part of that.
0: Yeah, and then uh, <clears throat> if I could kind of go off script a little bit. I'll, actually, all this is off script, uh, but... In this day and age, it's incumbent upon Christians, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a Christian, to, to be loyal to the Word of God, uh, to be loyal to uh, you know America, you know what our country is founded upon, which is the Word of God, and uh, you know our Declaration of Independence, our Constitution. We're sworn to do, defend that against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And so, you know, <clears throat> this book is really about getting back to first principles. And those are the first principles.
1: Yeah, you, you hear you hear that sometimes, you know, um American values, you know. And so what are American values? Because that's where I think, you know Yeah, great you, question.
0: How is that articulated today?
1: Um I'm not really sure. I'm not sure. It's all over the place.
0: I'm not sure
1: if you went out in the crowd and asked, you know, okay, what are American values? Yeah. Um, I think some of them, you'd be like, "What?"
0: I think you could hear "Life, Liberty, Pursuit of Happiness," but I don't know if you're well, going to hear "Our lives, our fortunes, our sacred honor."
1: Yeah, I mean, or, I don't know what you're going like to hear. like, Vice President. I mean, I hate to pick on her, but Vice yeah. President, uh, you know, Harris, you know, she even left out the life part. So, yeah, um, I guess it's just the latter two yeah. uh, that 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 she would consider an American value now, but um. Yeah, I mean, if the country is founded on biblical principles, then that's probably the foundation for our values.
0: It is. It is. And, uh, you know, what you value exerts influence on your uh, behavior, and your behavior becomes your character. And so, yeah, hopefully uh, those of you who listen to this, you can cultivate that character of loyalty. People see a difference in that. Uh, so I want to encourage you, wherever you're at, you know, maybe you're listening to this and you're downrange. I I thank you for your service. I thank you for your loyal and patriotic service to our country. I appreciate you being out there. And uh, I sleep better in my bed knowing that you're out there doing what you're doing. So I appreciate that. And and I hope that uh, this book will help you when it comes out. And we're kind of teasing out some of the goodness here. But there's a lot more where that came from. But uh, yeah. Yeah. You got. You have to buy the book to get all. Yeah, hard. you're gonna have to buy the book. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, um,
1: listen. We've done honor. We've done integrity. We've done loyalty. So we've got a yeah. couple couple more to go after more. after this. Uh, but again, another. Uh, I I think this is fun. Uh, I, I'm yeah. I'm yeah. really glad we're spending the time to go over uh, this because I certainly wish that had I when I oh, joined yeah. the military back in uh, the the mid 1980s. Um that we had spent some more time on this.
0: This and was the book I wanted when I joined the Army. In me 89. too, yeah. you know,
1: me too. And, um, you know, we've been both been out a while, but you know, again, it's, it's, it's something that we've we've constantly thought about this entire time and it's certainly something that's needed. So I'm glad we're spending the time doing it, Paul. Right on. All right, gentlemen, thank you again for another fine episode and we'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Pinelander Podcast. If you enjoy our unique content, please consider supporting our sponsors. Soft News, providing special operations news from around the world. It's where Paul and I go to keep abreast of what's going on within the soft community. Check them out at soft.news. Blacksmith Publishing, been serving the warrior class since 2013. They have great titles written for warriors by warriors. If you're looking for excellent reference material or just want to unwind with a great novel, Be sure to check out the bookstore located at blacksmithpublishing.com. If you're looking for some cool Pinelander apparel, head on over to the General Store located at pinelandergeneralstore.com. That's all one word, pinelandergeneralstore.com. Have a great selection of shirts, hats, jackets, sweaters, stickers, patches, artwork, and a whole lot more. Check out the store at pinelandergeneralstore.com. If you're interested in helping develop our country's next generation of warriors, uh, please consider donating to the American Agogi Project. The mission of the project is to foster an environment producing able-bodied citizen warrior men of fine character. And We'll be officially launching the project in 2023 in celebration of uh, Blacksmith Publishing's 10th anniversary. Until our next meeting, stay mentally and tactically smart, physically and spiritually strong, and socially astute. To each other, we pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. May God continue to bless Pimeland.